Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Yo, if you thought the McCrispy was busting, hold up. Bacon and Ranch have entered the chat. Say hello to the Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's. Limited time only. Love takes on new meaning. If you were here, you would know what I mean to say. But circumstance leaves me only waiting. For the chance, I only want to love you more. Hit it, Jade. Don't you understand it? (laughs) Girl, you know how much I care. It's not the way I planned it. No, no, girl. If you could only know my feelings, you wouldn't know how much I do believe. If you were here tonight, all night. That's a little Alexander O'Neill for you Oh, yes. The girls don't know anything about it. They don't. They don't. They need to get with it. Get that is my jam. That is my jam. Yeah, I'm anticipating for the chance. Please don't keep me waiting patiently. Because Jake, if you were here tonight, seven-year-old man, yes. I heard Praise somebody Lord, blasting Alexander O'Neill. Praise the Lord, niggas. Down the block the other day. So, you know, I got extremely excited. I was like, I love Alexander O'Neill. <laughs> and then shout out to Robin, DJ Reborn. She was like, she goes, you know, we used to have this stray cat that would show up at our window and we named him Alexander O'Neill. She goes, and every time he would come, we were referencing by his full name, Alexander O'Neill. Oh, my O'Neil. God. <laughs> I do. I love him. But praise the little niggas. How are you, sis? I'm doing okay. How are you? I am doing... I cannot complain. I made a delicious uh, Tuscan-like chicken tonight. Oh, wonderful. Tell me Mm. about that. I would love to So I butterflied a chicken breast. Okay. And then uh, I seared them in a cast iron skillet. No, excuse me. Okay, let me go back. I seasoned them up. After I wash them, of course. Mm-hmm. I seasoned them up with um, some salt, some pepper, and then I mm-hmm. used the Spice Sweets Napa seasoning, okay. as well as some of the Greek-ish um, 
and I did some balsamic glaze and did mm-hmm. some olive oil and blended all that up. And I used a couple of other spice sweet seasonings. I just can't remember all of them. Oh, brine-ish. I used a couple of them. Love it. So um, blended all that up all over the chicken, made it real good and seasony, and then put that in the cast iron, seared it in the cast iron, and then I took it out and I made a little mixture in the cast iron because it had some of that residual like olive oil and balsamic. So then I made, mm-hmm. uh, I, I did some julienne uh, sun-dried tomatoes, some spinach, some garlic, some shallot, um, mm. some chopped up Kalamata olives. And I sauteed oh. that up in the pan, and then I put it in the mi- in the middle of the chicken breast, and then topped it with a little mozzarella, and popped it that in the oven mo- to finish mozzarella. it off. A little mozzarella, and um, yeah, finished that off in the oven. Made some roasted potatoes and some salad, and it. I just I haven't cooked in a while because I've been pondy road, and oh. it was nice to just you know whip some, just figure out what's in my kitchen and whip some things together. I love that. Thank you. Wonderful. So I am I'm feeling I'm feeling wonderful. I'm feeling accomplished. You know, you I'm should. getting things done. I'm doing the spring cleaning. You know, Tristan was like, How was your day? And when I ran down all the things I did, I said, Damn, I got some shit done today. I feel good. Very productive. Isn't that a fulfilling feeling? That's actually my I know that's right moment, actually. <laughs> We're just going to. That's my I know that's right moment. I accomplished a lot of bullet points on my to do list. The productivity is popping. It is. It's popping, Tim. It's popping, Tim. I love it. Oh, but what is is new with you? You have been delving deep into this new role at at work. Like, what's happening? Um, Things are going well. Work is intense, but in a good way. Like, are you saying, Mm -hmm. like, a very fulfilling way? And I finally feel like I am. I feel like I am sort of turning a corner um, and sort of finding my lane mm-hmm. and finding my rhythm and building relationships yes. and doing things. Um, and I still have much to learn and doing quite a bit of onboarding and learning because it's a whole new sort of lane of and world. But I feel yes. like I am in a in a moving and grooving. Yeah. And so I'm very excited about um you know about work i'm i'm a i'm tired but it's a good tired uh i'm feeling like you know i'm doing well and making my list and i'm t- writing i mean crossing things off and making progress checking and giving it myself grace where i need to like the fact that you know my suitcase from the from, from last week is still in the middle of my floor in the bedroom and that's just oh, fine sister. yeah it's just fine Yes, uh, the cleaning, uh, my cleaning uh, lady is coming this weekend. And so I will, I know that I will get it together. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm doing well. I have, I haven't any complaints. I'm just coming in from the gym, trying to get myself in gear. I think we're going to be doing, I think I'm going to be participating uh, in a challenge. It's like an eight week challenge to like kick off the summer. So I'm going to try to keep up with that. I'm a little nervous. You know, I have commitment issues. I'm very nervous about, um, you know, biting off more than I could chew, but I'm going to commit to trying to maintain, um, you know, my momentum on the workouts and, you know, working with this new trainer, doing some lifting. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, but I'm I'm going to do it with you. Huh? I'm going to do it with you in my own way. I'm going to work out every day. Let's do it, Um, sister. 
You know, I'm gonna make chia seed pudding in the morning, you know, overnight and shit like that. Okay, that. I'm with it. So yeah, yeah, fuck it, let's fuck it, we ball, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get it together. If you'd like to join in on our getting grown sort of spring refresh, let us know. Yeah, we'll make it a thing. I like that because I don't believe in diets. Y'all know I do not do that. <laughs> yes, I am trying to. This is still on a journey of improving my relationship with food, having mm-hmm. better understanding of how much food my body needs to do what it has to do. I'm going to try to get back into, you know, all of that. And so it's going to be a journey and I am trying to commit to showing up in that journey every day. So let's get on the journey together. Through this journey of discovery. Through all this journey of discovery. I'm finding you, finding me. In finding you, I'm finding me. Now that I have someone special who brings out the joy. Bring out the joy. Inside of me. This like, delay fucks like, it yes, all at up. the end of that song. Remember the end of the she was like, "You and me." And me. Like, That's yes, Jane, right there. That's your part. That was me. That was me, girl. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we have trash to get into, so let's head in that. All direction. right, let's get into the mess. Let's get into the. Speaking of mess, make sure that you check out this week's pre-show down to the oh, Patreon yes, because. Honey. Our brother Dustin gave us a deep dive into all things escape and SWV, honey. All yes. things. Oh, yes. And we, when we I tell you, to it the is meat of the a full timeline. I mean, a very comprehensive overview and analysis of the events. We're all brought up to speed. So please come mm-hmm. and join us. Um, we have discussed much. Yes, we have. Yes, so, indeed. with that being said, let's start our trash. Remember, I touched on um, the the project that was happening in Alaska that is yes. so detrimental to our uh, planet and to climate change. So, the Willow Project is what it's called. And essentially... Okay. Um, Conoco Phillips is trying to go to Alaska to all of this unclaimed territory, i.e. Yes, indigenous land, um, mm-hmm. and drill for oil in that, in that, which is going to interrupt wildlife, which another point that I did not think about, but as I was reading more into this to try to get, gather more understanding, um, another way that this grossly affects the planet, not only the planet, but the indigenous community, is mm-hmm. that when when men set up these giant camps, it generally comes with um, it comes with the, the the rape and pillaging of indigenous communities and indigenous Correct. women specifically. And yes. so, for you all to go out into quote unquote unclaimed territory. Mm-hmm. Which you're doing the same shit that you did that with this Christopher Columbus rhetoric. You all are trying to go out to this unclaimed territory and not only send us, I mean, quicker to hell than we already are at, at this planet in general. Um, you're now getting ready to go desecrate communities mm. and, and, and people. And so there are initiatives... Um, <clears throat> For things that we can sign, petitions we can sign to try to stop this Willow project from happening. I 
um, am going to put those links in the description box. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how effective these are, but whatever I am in the possession of, of, of ability to do, I'm going to try to do. Uh, seeing that we are already on a sinking ship doesn't mean that you uh, that you help it to sink quicker. Um, so make sure you all please check out those links in the description box regarding the Willow Project. Um, yeah, because this is this is madness. It's craziness. Yeah, yeah. wild. It's crazy. Wild, I tell you. Um, in more awful political news. Uh, Uganda passed a bill that basically okay. criminalized anybody who identifies as LGBTQIA+. Um, and with that comes the ramification of possible death or life imprisonment. <clears throat> hmm. And it's just so heartbreaking. It's not even... And this is not any better, but it's not even if you're found in the act of blah, blah, blah. If you right. identify. Yeah. If you are on your social media and call yourself queer, trans, bi, lesbian, gay, um, and so forth, you are facing criminal charges. And that is absolutely mind blowing. Uh, and for that, I, I need to do more research. I don't know. I don't know any kind of way that to assist with that but i know that i send i mean just just so much love um to those who are having to face uh a reality of being themselves or facing life in prison or death just for that and that is that ain't I can't, I, I don't care what you believe in. I don't care what you identify as. Ain't no God, no Jesus, no Allah, no spirit. Ain't nobody standing, like, this is not right in anybody's eyes. Nobody's. And I just, I just pray really hard uh, for the LGBTQIA plus community um, in general, because we are facing a lot of awful shit in our country. Um <clears throat> sending love to sending love to to those in our community as well but that is just that's that's another level and bigotry are uh global oh yeah and comes in so many forms because florida um florida is, is is considering not allowing uh Period talk. <laughs> Menstruation conversation with um, with people who have periods before the age, uh, well, before the sixth grade, I think is what it is. It's like, what? Like, I mean, I don't even know. Like, Florida doesn't even seem like a real place anymore. I, I, do, like, I really what? don't think it is. I'm telling you, Bugs Bunny was on to something. In that in the episode of the where he cut off Florida off of the United States, he was on to something. And I'm sorry if you're from Florida and you're listening to this, but you know that this shit is motherfucking crazy. It is a very wild time to be alive. I will say it really is. It really is. Like guys, nuts that time continues to go, and it just seems like we keep slipping backwards into into ideologies and and so forth so 
it God. is mortifying. I I I just those poor babies because nobody's nobody's gonna have a period before sixth grade. That's not gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just like what is I. I that, like there, there can't be any sort of justification for that other than absolutely not. Like I, I mean, not even other than, but like, what in the world? Mm-mm. Like, Mm-mm. what Mm-mm. kind of place do we live in where it is not even? Like, I, I can't even form my sentences. This is overwhelming. <laughs> it is. It is overwhelming. So we'll get to some mess. So Beyonce and Adidas oh. have ended their partnership, child. Really. They have. They have ended their partnership. Now, there are talks around um, Ivy Park allegedly underperforming, which is why the partnership was ended. But it's also being announced that this is a mutual agreement. And so, you know, it could very well be that she wants to branch out and completely go independent. You know, I don't it doesn't always have to be a uh, somebody where you know wasn't performing what they mm. were supposed to be performing. That's not always the case, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, they are ending their partnership. So there would be no more Ivy Park Adidas collaborations. Wow. But apparently, you can get a whole bunch of shit on sale right now. Huh. Mm-hmm. Have at okay. it. Um. So Black China no <laughs> Black longer China. wants <laughs> Black China. No longer wants to be referenced as Black China. So she's going by Angela these days. She's going by Angela White. She said during her Black Black China era (laughs) that she sometimes lost herself and didn't, you know, and and, and that's that's a persona. She is Angela. And so she wants to be respected as such. And I'm not mad at that. I love a good evolution and growth. It's like I got two babies up under me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've also learned that she has gone about removing her plastic surgery, all of the fillers in her face, and she got her butt implants removed. Like she is leaving the entire lifestyle and aesthetic behind and she wants no want no longer wants to be affiliated with her words, the toxicity of um sort of being in or 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 um, that was associated with Black China. So, I'm not mad at you know, and I wonder. <clears throat> I'm not sure. This is just my own speculation, so I want to be very mm-hmm. clear about that. But I know that recently, I read something very quickly that that alluded to maybe one of her. Oh no, I'm sorry. That was Amber Rose's son, not Black China's son. Okay. So I just made that okay. up. I was, but Amber Rose, one of Amber Rose's son's classmates or something, was like, "Your mother does OnlyFans," and then she had oh. to have the conversation with him about her work. You know, really? being separate from yeah, but <clears throat> um, okay. I do wonder what the catalyst is for Angela. I want to respect that. Um, yeah, wanting to make that shift, you know, that's just my own curiosity. But I support, I support anybody, but especially a black woman who is, you know, who who wants to shift their life and live in a different way. Like I'm not mad at it, and that's not to shit on whatever you was doing before. But there was a lot of toxicity surrounding black China. So I I support her. And I, you know, we what we say all the time on getting grown, like as an adult, you always reserve the right to change your mind. Absolutely. And if she is in Absolutely. a different space and she is, is, is sort of pursuing change, 
Um, I I support her and her right to do that. Absolutely. And I'm 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 hoping that she gets what she needs out of this out of this uh season out of this transition. I hope so too. I hope so too. Um, lastly, just a little bit of oh no, I'm sorry. There's two more things. Um, so Brandy. I don't know if you saw the pictures resurface of Brandy. I did. As Grandma Rella in in The Descendants 17. Uh, If you're not aware as to what The Descendants are, and I only know this because I have a child, The Descendants. I was about to say, uh, this is a new thing for me. Oh yes, sister. So let me let me hip you to the let me hip you to the T. So the Descendants is a is a. series of movies on the Disney channel. Um, And it's like a big thing, right? It's like one of those things where it's like descendants two is coming out on blah, blah, blah date. And like all the kids, I mean, it was like the, uh, like the kids was coming for the Oscars. So the descendants are the children of Disney characters, um, villains and otherwise. Okay. Noah, Noah, I don't Noah, Noah, Noah. I know I need you to she go said, eat and go to bed. It's very she said, late. Um, I'm ready to lend my expertise to the conversation. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. You're absolutely She's right. She's teaching. Okay, thank you. She is. Yes. She go wants eat you to go to bed. Know what you're talking about in here. Okay. So she is absolutely so they got Jafar's son on there. They got okay. the Beast and Belle's son on there or child. They got uh the son okay. of uh, I mean or the daughter of uh of Ursula. They got uh yeah, so like it's several Disney characters and their and their descendants hence the name. Um oh. uh, Ursula, yes, Ursula's children are black. Or her child okay. is black. Yes, it's a black girl. Oh, her name is China. It's China the girl. The girl, it's... you know, from Daddy's Little Girls. China oh, okay, yes. China and McLean. Yes. <laughs> she plays Uma, which is Ursula's daughter. Ursula's daughter. Oh, wow. Yes. So I guess Brandy is going to reprise her role as Cinderella, but she is going to be the mother of whoever the child of Cinderella is, who they have not had, on, I don't think. On yes, the show. Cinderella and King Charming. And King Charming, who yes, is Filipino. Yeah. No, King Charming. And so that's going to be fun. I know we talk about Brandy and her, her craziness, but like we loved Brandy as Cinderella. Okay, impossible. We, yes. um, and I'm, I'm excited to see her reprise this role. Me too. I'm excited I'm to down. see that. It's, and if you are grown and you still are into Disney shit, Go ahead and watch The Descendants. So is all of this happening down to the Disney Plus? So, yes, it's all on the Disney Plus, And it's oh, real, what is it called? Live action. It's live action. So it's not cartoon, mm. obviously. And and they, I mean, child, they got soundtracks. They got, they got, because I mean, there's the villains. Thing. Well, Disney the villain children sing. They are going to be for the generations, honey. They're not. Oh, very much so. They say, oh, oh, no, no, no. We have to sister, reach these they have new children. Like, drag song like they have a song that sounds like it should be on drag race on the play on okay. the playlist you know and they got another one with oh, the, all the villain children singing that so many ways to be wicked like it's oh. <laughs> like it, they jab okay they jab <laughs> so, go off i said mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So make sure oh, you really? check out The Descendants. And then lastly, I just thought this might be a, um, I just wanted to share this with you. I don't know if you saw it. I'm so Case was on a podcast of uh, a gentleman that I know by the name of Clint Coley. Shout out to Clint, uh, okay. Philly's finest. And Case, yes, Case, um, stand, standing there looking out my window. Touch me, tease yes. me. Touch me, tease me, feel me okay. and caress me. He okay. was down to the podcast and he spewed an opinion. <laughs> I can't wait. He said, Charlie Wilson sings better than Luther Vandross. What? Hold on. Now, this is controversy. It is controversy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, honey. Because, listen, I, I like love Charlie. I love the Gap different band. styles and approaches. I feel like it's bananas and apples, my nigga. You cannot compare the two. I don't think you can. In and I'm, I, I am curious to know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, I would like to know the context of the full conversation. Because who would even fix their mouth to say that? That is I, would, I need to know the conditions under which this was said. I agree, actually. I might have to actually message Clint and be like, yo, my yeah, nigga, I think you know, you know he's going to tell me to listen to his podcast. That's what's going to happen. It is worth the inquiry. Like, hey, hey, what y'all talk about down here? <laughs> I think hey, I'm hey, going to have to check out the entire episode to ensure that I get full context on where this came from. But I know that was the opinion. And that, to me, is Honey. such a crazy thing to say. That is wild. Yeah. I don't even know what to, yeah, I, yeah, we got to get Clint on the jack because I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think we need to, you know what, matter of fact, let me message him right now. I need to Um, know. I think he might need to come on a pre-show or a bit of the trash. Somebody got to say something. I think so. Yeah, we're going to have a conversation. I'm going to call Clint Coley and we're going to have a talk. Uh, And that was it. That was it for the trash. Wow. (laughs) I'm going to be sitting with that for a minute. I thought I wanted to end with that because I wanted I did. I wanted you to contemplate on it. It's giving like what? You guys are kidding. Just don't think it's a comparison that you can make. Um, I just you can't do that. Luther Vandross. Like he's in a league of his own. You can't do that. What are you doing? You can't. So we got to get out of this spirit of comparison anyway. Like we got to stop doing that. What is that about? Agreed. Uh, Why can't we enjoy that? That is a function of white supremacy. I think it's capitalistic. We have to stop trying to rank and order things and just allow like greatness to exist in all of its variations and right forms. After I don't XD think that and I just fair. ranked and ordered a bunch of singers. But um really? <laughs> I can't wait to listen to that. It's a mess. Uh, but but y'all know we are very unserious down to the Jaden XD. But Kia is absolutely right. You cannot compare Charlie Wilson and Luther Vandross. Can't compare the Gap Band and Luther Vandross. I don't think you can compare Luther Vandross. We cannot. We cannot. You just can't do that. Anyway, we, we have a shout out, which we need to sprinkle some positivity on this thing anyway. And a guest. Yes. So let's head in that direction. Let's do it. My sister's popping right now. In the spirit of shout outs. So March 17th around the world is known as Match Day for all medical students. 
Um, oh. uh, and uh, this, so shout out to all of the successful uh, med students, med, uh, graduates of medical schools that placed in residency programs. Yes. Shout out to all of y'all. Y'all doing amazing things. We are yes. so proud of you. You and your steady um, hands. Yes, indeed. Uh, but this particular shout out, I would like to shout out uh, one particular brilliant black woman mm. by the name of uh, Dr. Tamia Potter. Dr. Yes. Tamia Potter is the first black woman neurosurgeon resident at Nashville's Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Mm. According to CNN, uh, the Tennessee-based university uh, trained its first neurosurgeon resident in 1932, which means Potter is the first black woman in the program's 91-year existence. It's not clear right now if she's the first black Ooh. woman to be offered a position, but she is, in fact, the first black woman to accept. 93 so, um, 90, years. 92 years. 92 uh, years. And it's not yet. Yeah, 91-year existence has, has never... Uh, uh, had a black woman uh, neurosurgery resident until now. So That's we nice. will not only be congratulating uh, oh, yes, Tamia, honey. but we will be covering her in prayer as she enters yeah. into this, <laughs> this, uh, this phase of life. But we will want to, we just wanted to acknowledge and shout you out for being a uh, ceiling buster and trendsetter. Yes. Um, and we are very, very, very proud of you. Uh, Tamia is a graduate of FAMU, so HBCU grad. Come on, HBCU um, grad. Yes. And uh, she is she is the first African-American female neurosurgery resident to train in Vanderbilt. So shout out to you, Dr. Potter. That. Come on, Dr. Potter. Shout out yes. to you. You did that. It's giving um, neurosurgery. Yes, it's, I love it. It's giving I'm in my bag. In my yeah. bag era. I love it. Uh, you know, Mistress, I don't know if you've been watching Drag Race. Um, I'm not caught up. I, okay. But it is, all things are in my queue. I was trying to get caught up last night. I think I have like one or two more episodes to go. Oh, well, this reference has nothing to do with a spoiler. It's just Mistress Isabel Brooks and her everything. I'm in my such and such era. Yes. So, so she's in her glow yes. up era. Is what she's. She's giving. in her glow up era. <laughs> it's what it's I love giving. that for her. Oh, when you get caught up, we might have to discuss Drag Race on on the Patreon. I'm ready. I think I so. I am ready. Well, let's have a party. Or you might have to come on and talk with me and XD about it. We just got to do. We have a Drag Race party. Oh, I'm down. Oh, and we should have Crystal Jean on because we should all have of us Crystal Jean because Crystal Jean. Yes, and we should also invite Nikki. Oh yes, Nikki needs to come as well. And Tay. Yes, we should just have a big wang dang doodle. Let's just have us a drag race round table. Okay, mm -hmm. well, we have a guest this week and oh my honey, god. I mean, she is astute, okay? Let me tell you about <laughs> it. Y'all about love, to We love. I enjoy I stand. Forgive my stand girly. So much. Um, but uh she is the ever brilliant uh Nedra Glover to Wob. Yes. Joining us at the kitchen table to discuss her brand new New York Times best-selling book. Uh, two, times. Second, two, two times. Pete. Best, two times. Two times. 
uh, Times uh, bestseller book uh, entitled Drama Free, A Guide to Managing Unhealthy Family Relationships, honey. Ho-ho, did we catch your attention? Should we all have something to gain and glean from this conversation uh, (laughs) where uh, Nedra uh, joins us and masterfully unpacks uh, all all things dysfunction and how we oh, can yes. heal and grow through the dysfunction that we were steeped in uh, mm. as young people in our families. Like good tea. times. Mm. Oh, yes. Steeped. Like steeped. Tea. That's correct. Maybe we should call the episode. Steeped I think like that's tea. what I, I was going to say. We call it <laughs> Lipton's Finest. <laughs> yes, but join us at the kitchen table. Why don't you? Yes, we will see you all there. Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados, sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads, handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scopes of experts gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes, making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, the exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured that your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should and that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the kitchen table. I am thrilled personally because Mm. I have been quietly standing for our next guest in my little corner uh, for quite some time now. She has been gathering our edges uh, and keeping us together, Mm -hmm. um, you know, all over the Internet. And we're really excited to have her and host her here at the kitchen table. We're excited to host licensed therapists and now two time New York Times best-selling author. Everybody, welcome Nedra Glover Tawab to the kitchen table. Yes. Hi, Nedra. Oh, thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Kia thank just you. mentioned you in our episode last week, so she Literally. is not. She is not hyping. She is absolutely no. telling the truth. <laughs> I have been uh, nose deep <laughs> into the drama-free. Um, since it dropped, I pre-ordered, so I had my my handy dandy uh, copy on my porch on the twenty eighth. And so, congratulations! How are you feeling? 
I'm feeling amazing. I mean, anytime you have people thinking about family relationships and dysfunctional patterns, I am I am quite pleased as a person who grew up in a dysfunctional family to see people healing from that and being open to conversations is is quite amazing. On my uh, book tour, I had mothers and daughters that came together, siblings. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this. So mm-hmm. it's it's amazing to see. I love that. Yes, I love that. And I know that, you know, uh, before, you know, a lot, a lot of us have come to know you and your work through the interwebs, through Blue Ivy's internet. But, mm-hmm. you know, you have a, a career, an extensive career as a relationship therapist and a boundaries expert. Um, and I know your your practice, Kaleidoscope Counseling, has been helping, uh, you know, individuals and families in our community for quite some time. So we would love to hear about your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're originally from the D-Town. Okay. okay. Detroit. It's so cold in the um, D. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and one of our... Our, our brother Dustin is also from from Detroit, and so you know, near and dear, we have we have a, a very we have great stories, and we love all things Detroit. But yeah, Lux, tell us a little bit about who you are, and you know what brought you to this work, and what informs sort of your perspective. Ah. Uh. Um, I've been a therapist for 15 years. My career did start in Detroit. Um, and in Detroit, I, before I was a therapist, I was a juvenile probation officer. I worked in foster care, uh, providing therapy for children and their parents who were removed from the home or Mm -hmm. who were in the home with some issues. And that's when I started to see tons of issues with boundaries And to that extent, they were boundaries that caused legal issues. So there was physical abuse, sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. um, and of course, what comes with that emotional abuse. So I saw that firsthand and Mm -hmm. I was a juvenile probation officer. And then in 2009, I moved to Charlotte and I started um, seeing more people one-on-one with mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started to dig deeper into relationships. But I say from the start of my career, I've been doing a lot of family work, not necessarily with families, but if you're working with one person, you are talking about their family. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's still family work. That is still relationship work. And the things that happen in our family impacts what happens in our dating relationships, our work relationships, our friendships, and all sorts of things. So it's it's been a you know long time coming to get to this place, but I feel like everything I've done before this have has gotten me here. You know, there's so many things we can learn from, even working with kids who have behavior problems about their families and you know the dysfunction that they're experiencing that leads them to, you know, some of these criminal activities. So, you know, all of it I think is is quite the learning experience, it, and it showed me what I wanted to do in a more particular way. Mm. What started you originally as a juvenile uh, probation officer? What, yes. what juvenile? <laughs> what, say that for me. What, what, like, well, so many things. <laughs> yeah, a juvenile probation officer. So it's funny okay. because that wasn't the job title. The job title was case manager. But your cases okay. were children who were in facilities or in the community. They had criminal charges. Um, you would go to court. 
and advocate for them to be released or to stay Mm -hmm. in jail. You would connect the family with services. You would make sure that they have the resources they need to succeed in placement or in the community. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I, I don't even... Oh, gosh, I think I was just applying for jobs. It's one of those things you ever okay, see where fair. people are like, they're looking on Indeed and they look up mm-hmm. and they a pastor. Like, yeah. whoa, I don't apply mm-hmm. for a pastor job. <laughs> um, That's happened to me so many times in so many ways. <laughs> yeah, so I can't say I sought out, you know what, I want to help delinquent youth. I wouldn't say okay. that, but I did want to work in the field and I want to experience in a variety of things. So I've done substance abuse. I've done foster care. Mm-hmm. I've done um, juvenile delinquency, just trying to figure out what is my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think those things were helpful. Working with kids, you learn a lot about families and the work that needs to be done with parents. So now Absolutely. that I mostly work with adults, I'm like, ooh, I have a lot of insight on what your child might need because I used to work mm-hmm. with them and I used to be one. So right. <laughs> and I used to be one. Yes. And I used to be one. Um, so there's a, you know, a lot to be shared, even if, you know, that's not where I started. It certainly was a wonderful learning experience I can imagine so you have so many um intersections of relationships too when you're dealing specifically with the foster care system my mm-hmm. grandparents were foster parents for so long um and so you I, I can imagine you had to deal with the foster families you have to deal with the the homes that they come from as well as the children so that has to be uh such a great foundation for transitioning into into relationship work I would imagine Yes, it was. I think, you know, what I learned is some parents just aren't good people. Mm -hmm. And even if you Mm -hmm. set them up for the best success possible, here are all the resources. Some parents just don't want to do it. And that's really hard to watch a kid have a parent who does not want to parent them. They're not interested. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. when I see adults who are still struggling, trying to force their mothers to be nurturing, trying to force um, their father to be present. I'm like, wow, like, you know, at the end of the day, these are people and they have kids, but they are not necessarily prepared to parent anyone. Mm-hmm. That was one of the the key things I, that sort of busted me in the head. I was actually on a plane this morning when I was reading and I, the line where you said the pa- parents are just people with children. We have this conception of parent. And like when you become a parent, you immediately become all things that you need to be to become a, to to parent, I guess, properly or appropriately. Mm-hmm. But sort of zooming out and having that perspective. Uh, was really like, whoo, I had to take a break. Like, I was reading it like, well, like, like mm-hmm. parents are just people who have children. And I mean, it's real and it's very like common sense, but it's like, I mean, when you zoom out and see your parent as a person and acknowledge their humanity in that way, that does sort of put a different spin on some of your experiences. So mm-hmm. I love that you said... um you know, you were just looking for a job. As I show getting grown is about sort of negotiating the transitions of adulthood. As we have adult. lots of listeners, at, <laughs> yes, as adults who didn't really get, who are still figuring out how to do it. But we get lots of questions about purpose and people trying to figure out what they're supposed to be doing and where what their lane is. Is this something that you always envisioned yourself doing um, in some way? 
or, or, you know, was it just sort of like through Indeed and other sort of opportunities and doors opening when they open, you just sort of have navigated through life in that way? Um, I think each experience set me up for the next experience. So once I had the job with juvenile probation, I said, well, I want to work with kids who are maybe on the other side of that. They haven't gotten to the point of committing crimes, but they need help with their family issues. So I think everything unveiled in a way that worked out for the greater good. I get a lot mm-hmm. of questions too about finding your purpose. And it's always very interesting because I remember being a person who wanted to find your purpose. Like I was, mm-hmm. what is it? And you know how I found it? Just by doing stuff, just by doing <laughs> yeah. different things. Word. The purpose was revealed. It's yeah. like, oh, this feels really good. This might yeah. be the purpose. It wasn't yes. me pursuing a certain thing necessarily because I would pursue the stuff and I'm like, eh, I don't really like this. I thought I would like this. I don't really like this. It's, it's, I don't want to wow, say you twins. I don't think you <laughs> fall into a purpose, but I think right. it, it can change. You know, when Absolutely. you're a kid and you're, what do you want to be when you grow up? You think your purpose might be to, you yeah. know, no, I, I didn't, I don't know. I guess I used to say the typical stuff. I want to be a teacher. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a judge. I didn't really want to do any of those things. If I'm being honest, I wanted to be an adult when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how do I grow up? you're like my daughter wow yeah i'm like i want to cook i want to get a job i want to those were my those were the things i was pursuing as a kid like oh let me make some recipes and let me Nedra um, was never a child you were never a child Nedra (laughs) i was born 38 years old I'm like, how do I become an adult? Um, (laughs) But yeah, I I think it's, you know, it's, it's really interesting that we feel like we have to like find this thing when we're like seven or 12 or even 18. Let's say you do Mm. go to college and you're like, what do I do? Or 30. Uh (laughs) Yeah. I'm like my college major. I changed it a few times because I thought like, oh, I want to do this thing. I like law and order. I should go for criminal justice. (laughs) And then I talked to somebody from the FBI and they talked about the training. I said, oh no, I will not do that. Uh, let me change my major to something, <laughs> something else. I might understand these laws, but I don't really want to work in this field. So I, I, I don't think enforce them. I don't want to enforce the laws. I just want to know <laughs> no. them so I can tell people like, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's illegal. That's that's right. all I wanted. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you you do different things in life. And as you're doing those things, the purpose is revealed. That's why I'm like, I've had a bunch of jobs. You know, I, I tell people all the time, yeah. I go different places. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I used to work at the YMCA. Oh, yeah, I used to work at the airport. Oh, yeah, I used to work. I worked a lot of places. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, we are really twins. You and Jade are the same person. We are the same person. I'm like, yeah, I went yeah. to school for sociology and human services. And then I signed up for the uh, New York Fire Department but that didn't quite work out. So (laughs) got into the music industry. I don't know. And now I'm a chef. So, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. You, you are allowed to fall into what that is. Yeah, absolutely. So how did, so as you started to transition into this space that you seem 
very settled in. I was going through your Instagram. Um, I love the way that you talk to people. It's very straightforward <laughs> and direct. It is my type of communication. You were like, <laughs> if you want to change something, then you've got to do stuff differently. <laughs> like, if you know it's going to take you 15 extra minutes to bitch, get up 15 extra minutes earlier. And I was like, yeah. You know, she's my kind of people, actually. I love this direction. <laughs> so that transition that you started to make, because that's 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 a transition. You said you got to Charlotte and you started getting more clients. But how did you really get into um, into where you are, settled into where you are now? You know, I, I when I started pri- practicing um, in private practice, I noticed a theme around like work-life balance and mm-hmm. couples who had these like arguments, but they didn't necessarily talk to each other about them. You know, couples, the first time they would talk about an issue might be in therapy. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, y'all live together? And they didn't know <laughs> that you didn't, whoa, so we don't mm-hmm. talk. You know, so you start to understand like work-life balance. So you think that you're supposed to be 100% in parenting, work, and all these other things with no help. Oh, gosh, we've got a lot of work to do. So just learning (laughs) the way that, (laughs) you know, I I really feel like the job of a therapist is to help people understand how human they are. Because Mm -hmm. there's something about us that makes us feel like we should be superhuman, like we should be able to do all these things and everybody else should be able to do all these things. And we're not meeting our own expectation because we're not like superhuman in these areas. And it's like, it's unreasonable. And maybe what you're doing is what you can do. Now, how do we help Mm -hmm. you live with the person you are? Because it may not be like your friend who has two jobs and can do that, 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 that. You Mm -hmm. don't need a second job. You can't manage one. So, (laughs) uh, you know, it's (laughs) but we we have this like longing to be so much of who we're not. That is very interesting Mm -hmm. to watch people like. I want to be able to get up earlier, but how do I do it without getting up earlier? It's like, well, <laughs> can't do that. I <laughs> don't know. <laughs> if you figure it out, you let your therapist know because I'm looking for that magic too. <laughs> I, I want to go to bed really late and feel rested. Yes. Okay, but that wrong. practical can't advice, that practical advice is what I think, I don't know, that's sort of. It, we don't hear that. And I don't know why, but and maybe it's because like social media and other sort of public places, there's this pressure to perform and sort of present as you ha- as you like have it all together. But what I love about your content or just who you are, just your writing style, like you give us permission to be human, like you said, but you also sort of allow for that transparency and make it okay for us to accept the part of ourselves that doesn't feel like should be shown publicly or publicly displayed. And what I love about the, about drama free, particularly uh, I I think dysfunction and the word dysfunctional family is a term that's been weaponized, especially amongst black people. Like, you know, that shames, like you're you're from a dysfunctional family or Mm -hmm. I, I think you, the way that you've explained it, in the book, really just sort of, I, I left that section because it's three parts. You talk about unlearning dysfunction and then growing and healing or healing and growing, right? Healing and growing. Mm-hmm. But um, 
you in it after the unlearning dysfunction uh section I, I my huge takeaway was like wow everybody has a little bit of this like, like mm-hmm. i don't know anyone mm-hmm. i don't know anybody of all the people that we know i can't think of anyone who has not experienced some of this and it just made dysfunction common and normal and not this thing that we should fear or or shy away from but something that we should embrace and learn and and walk through and so the practicality of your approach is what i don't know it's just what you make it easy for us to do this hard work and so just thank you for that but has that always been your has that always been your uh, your way or your approach because I feel like your voice is so distinct, right? <laughs> but what you offer is so simple and clear. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't uh, personally, yes. Professionally, no. I think for for years as a therapist, I practiced in the way that we were taught to practice, mm-hmm. which is in a very like, mm-hmm, yes, yes, and here is you know the homework for that, and here mm-hmm. is the method for this. Um, and I realize that's not always effective with people. And sometimes, you know, what I, what I learned, you t- people talk about, oh, I've been ghosted. Therapists get ghosted a lot because um, yeah, people yeah. will stop coming because they can't pay. You've said something that, that touched a point. So we get ghosted a lot. So mm-hmm. before somebody quits, I want them to get something. And so mm-hmm. there are times where we have to be a little more practical about what we're saying, because I don't, you know, I don't want you to come to therapy for two years and you're coming here every week and just getting the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. there are times where I may have to like highlight a pattern for you. Like, you know, how is this person different from the last person you dated? Do you think they sound similar? What sort of ways do you think they're similar? So I don't necessarily think my therapy style is as direct as my writing style in therapy Mm -hmm. I'm still very much listening you know I ask a lot of questions that hopefully get people to the place of uncovering um Mm -hmm. but I'm thinking this stuff sometimes that I'm that I'm actually writing I'm thinking it and I'm not necessarily saying it to a client because I want them to be able to get it on their own I think the easy sounding things are very hard. Yes. I think the same way with cooking. Not everybody could cook eggs, but it seems like an easy thing to be able to cook. I don't like everybody eggs. I think some eggs, I'm like, oh, that's the color that came. Oh, you put too much pepper. You know, you can just. The texture is off. The texture is off. You know, it seems like an easy thing to do, right? Crack an egg, put it in the skillet, fry it up. The easy things are very hard. So when you say to someone, oh, they mistreating you, just leave them. That's really hard. Yeah. When you say or go to, to someone, bed earlier. go to bed <laughs> earlier. But I'm used to being up until two twelve a.m. Yeah. Like that's hard. Yeah, yeah. That's so hard. it takes a lot of like intentional living to get to these things that sound like super easy. You have to be so intentional about not grabbing your phone as soon as you wake up in the morning. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you have to be mm-hmm. so intentional about, you know, who you allow to steal your joy and what you share with certain Mm. people. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it sounds simple to be like, well, don't tell them nothing else. But it's your mama. It's your sister. 
It's your right. best friend. You want to tell them, but you know what they're going to say. Oh, okay, that's good for you. But we mm-hmm. still going to do it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knowing what the outcome's going Yeah, knowing to be. what the outcome is. Then we mad at them. I can't believe they wasn't happy for me. Well, girl, they ain't happy for nobody. So you ain't special. That's so just you how set they yourself are. up for disappointment. Yeah, you setting yourself up for that disappointment. I have a personal question to ask you. Well, not personal, but well, kind of. You watch TV? You have time? Like, to, Oh, like, my gosh. I watch way too much TV. I should have. You know oh, what? Oh, you and Kia. Twins. Okay. Listen. <laughs> so so I just want to, you know, did you watch the um, the, the, the Kerry Washington, Delroy Lindo show? I haven't started it. Okay. Me neither. It's in my queue. It's okay. in yes. my queue. But- Damn. All right. Well, you got to come back then, Nedra, because I want to no, know. No, no. Tell me. Tell me. Give well, me a- no, no, no. I just wanted to know your viewpoint, because she's a therapist in the show, mm-hmm. but she's ever present on social media um, in a very different way uh, than what I'm used to seeing from a lot of the therapists that I follow. Um, and I was just curious to hear your opinion. I just wanted to know your thoughts on the show, but you haven't watched it yet. So you got to come so back she, and talk to me she's, about it. So she's a therapist with a social media presence. Yeah. And yeah. what is her yeah. presence like? Um, she's very transparent about her life. Like very transparent. She has a large following. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's pretty transparent. And then um, obviously, you know, the premise of the show is her father getting out of prison. Right. I mean, and it's her baby. Her father's on the on the social media. Her baby's yeah. on the social media. Her her new relationships on the social media. She will you know Skype in from the supermarket. Like it's. It's a lot. <laughs> As a therapist. Um, you know, I, I think there I, I've seen some therapists online who share more than others. And mm-hmm. truly in our field, there's not a lot of ethical guidance mm-hmm. other than don't follow your clients, right? Like that's mm, that's you. the thing they put out there. Don't don't follow your clients, don't message them via DM and this sort of thing. But I don't mm-hmm. think our field is really caught up with what social media is and the mm. the impact and the reach and what we should and shouldn't post. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I I think when my page started to grow on social media, I did not even mention to my clients I was on social media. I never mentioned mm-hmm. it. They mm-hmm. started like, "Oh my gosh, I saw you the other." I'm like, "Did you? <laughs> did you see me?" Um, but that's I not what you're paying to be that's here. For. Yeah, we're here to talk about you. We're here to yeah. talk about you. Yeah. We ain't gonna talk about mm-hmm. me for too long. Um, but but now I do a, I do do a little light flex. I'll be like, well, I have this book about boundaries. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I can tell you just a little about this a area. Um, just a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't I think it's really a person's comfort level and how it impacts their work. It's not my mm-hmm. comfort level. Mm-hmm. Um, to be that open on social media, but it never has been. I'm not, you know, um, even before this professional page, I'm very much like secret name, secret location. Here's okay. a picture of my taco without <laughs> my face or something. So, yeah. Imagine so, having like the pinky. They're like, who's she right. with? You'll never know. You'll never know. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say my best friend was telling me to watch the show because she said that there are several scenes where 
uh, I don't know if she uses the words, but like the concept of her reparenting herself, like she has some emotion, like some some different experiences where her emotional response is like the childhood her is on the screen and the adult her is on the screen and she's trying to nurture the childhood her but respond in her presence Mm -hmm. in a way and so she so Toya was saying like it's an interesting example of how many of us are doing this work of reparenting Mm -hmm. um and I know that that's something that you've talked about um and I feel like that's something that a lot of us are are attempting to do mm-hmm. and looking for for tools around that. So when you when you check it out, I think it'd be interesting to to see if you think that, you know, you know, is it is it adequately represented or does mm-hmm. it I guess I should ask, like, does reparenting yourself have to look a certain way? Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, like is there a right way to do it? Or is it is it just about uh I don't know, reframing things, putting things in different perspective. Like is, are there, are there tools? Is, is there a right way to do it? I guess I'm rambling. I, 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 without watching the show, the way that she is, is doing it is a pretty common way where people look at the old picture and, you know, speak to the present version of themselves. Um, I like to use the word little with my clients sometimes. So I might say, you know, wow, you're really making little Kia proud or what did, Le- <laughs> what did little Kia need in that moment? It sounds like, you know, she was mm-hmm. feeling something and couldn't say it. And so mm-hmm. just getting somebody to think about that, but also reparenting can be taking care of yourself presently, being mm-hmm. the sort of nurturer that you needed. It can be mm-hmm. um, putting giving yourself a bit time, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes we are so, you, I'm, I've been doing stuff myself. Well, you need to still go to bed at 930. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's that's how it's you true. just like you would do a child. You put a child to bed so they could get 12 hours of sleep or 10 or whatever it is. And we sometimes as adults need to do that with ourselves. It's true. So and, and we resist just like children. Oh, resist, we fight. We have to make ourselves. Yeah. Do Turn the TV I'm, off. Kia. Yeah. Turn that TV yeah. off. Mm-hmm. You still up there talking? Tonight. Put this phone I'm down. Fully eight Don't years you look old at when this it comes phone. time. When it comes time to go to bed, I am and I'm eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we there are so many ways for us to do that with ourselves that are, you know, I think is really helpful. I think mm-hmm. the the picture thing is a big one. That that re parenting yeah. and the way of speaking to yourself at that point or even presently. But there are so many ways to do it. I think the best way to do it is the way that works for you. So I don't want to say there's a mm-hmm. right or wrong way. I think if it's mm-hmm. working and making you feel better and, you know, you're feeling healed because of what you're doing, then mm-hmm. do that. I love that. What do you, so your family has, has your family read your, any of your literature? Um, you know, I don't ask. Mm-hmm. I sent a few folks the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a huge social media presence. I assume so. I'm pretty vocal about the stuff I'm vocal about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> if they read it or not, I think people are very clear. I mean, I, I say stuff that, you know, probably, um, people wouldn't agree with. I can't be like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that that's unhealthy behavior. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how you deal with that. 
Mm-hmm. So I, you know, even without them reading the book, I'm I'm pretty sure they understand because of how you practice the book. I yeah. practice right. the book. <laughs> right yeah. before I before practice the book. So mm-hmm. you know, whether you read it or not, you understand how I feel about mistreatment or you know mm-hmm. abusive behaviors and all these things. I'm I'm very clear on the topic. As that. someone who practices the book and, you know, to someone who's working to develop their practice, sometimes I get discouraged on this journey of sort of setting boundaries and uh, giving myself permission to do things differently than mm-hmm. I was raised. And it could get discouraging. What do you have advice for those of us who are in the thick of this uh boundary setting of this of this space Mm -hmm. where we know what needs to happen and we are working and sometimes we feel like we are there and other times it feels like it would just be easier to act like I don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) what I just saw or (laughs) (laughs) what advice for those of us who are getting a little tired but (laughs) are trying to persevere It is a practice. I haven't mastered everything in the book. I'm practicing this stuff in the book. So there are some times where I'm discouraged or Mm -hmm. I'm still frustrated with so-and-so for not listening, or I don't Mm -hmm. know what to say. That's a part of practicing things. It's not a perfection. I'm not trying to be perfect at setting boundaries. I'm trying to set them as I go. And, you know, sometimes I don't set it in the moment and I have to be like, dang, I done committed to this. <laughs> I'll do better next time. So, you yeah. know, I, I think there are the, sometimes when we're practicing things, we're trying to actually perfect them. We're not even giving mm-hmm. ourselves the opportunity to practice it. We're, we're mm-hmm. I have to do it 100 percent of the time. And it has to be this exact way when in actuality, maybe achievement is 70 percent. Mm-hmm. Maybe it needs mm-hmm. to be, you know, a different sort of way based on who the person is. So we have to give ourselves a lot of grace, particularly mm-hmm. with family relationships. We've yeah. been in these relationships our entire lives. These people have been yeah. working on us. They've been making <laughs> us feel bad for having it's a boundary. True. It's mm-hmm. true. Ooh, they, they will make you feel bad for having yeah, a boundary. You don't want to call your auntie? Oh my gosh, they will just shame you. you, Not calling your auntie is the equivalent of committing a crime. You know, it's it everybody she said you ain't call her. She said you it's like, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. Oh Nedra, I get an Airbnb everywhere I go and you'd think that I stabbed everybody in the heart. Okay. You'd think that I killed the the village. Because I don't want to stay. I said I don't want to stay with nobody no more. I'm mother you're grown. None of y'all. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I, I'm taking- I, I think people have oh. a, you know, they have a reaction and our discomfort comes from there. Oh, my gosh, I have to make them feel better about it. Well, sometimes people aren't going to feel good about your decisions. That's mm-hmm. just a part of life. I don't always feel good about other people's decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't always feel good about my decisions. <laughs> <That part. laughs> I'm just gonna be on facts. Me too. <laughs> like that 2:30 a.m. It's kicking my ass, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, but that's right. helpful. Yeah, it practice. is. Practice, like we don't practice, not perfection. Yes, that's 
That is that is critical. That Which is I mean key. is realistic because you're if you're running track or you playing ball or whatever the case, you're not going to have the same stats every time you do, yeah, you know, a move race. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to win every race. It's not going to be the same every time. So why would it be that way with your spirit as well? I would imagine. Absolutely. We have high expectation of ourselves, which makes us have high expectations of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. who would you recommend the, the your your collection now of New York best <laughs> t- selling times? I Let's. can't get my words together. But what, who would you recommend these reads to? Humans with heartbeats. Um, everybody. Mm, people. Uh, every single body. Because you know what? Let's say that you don't have a dysfunctional family. I think you need to read the book because guess what? You know somebody who has a dysfunctional family, and I wonder if you're being sensitive towards their needs. Are you aware of them? Mm. Do you understand what's happening in their life? Can you really give them sound advice? Because sometimes we don't like to, oh, this book not for me. Well, it's for somebody you know, and you can be a better friend, a better co-worker just by knowing like, ah, that's what it's like to have an alcoholic parent. I never thought about that. That wasn't my experience. You know, it it may not be your experience, but it certainly could be useful information to have because you live in a world with other humans who do experience this. I love that. I love that. That's absolutely. And you're absolutely right. Um, it might even help to put things into perspective. Like you said, when you when you don't realize if this is not your personal experience, it helps to put things into perspective when you don't think the way that somebody who lived in that in that experience did. So mm-hmm. I um and now my family is very dysfunctional, so I'm not speaking for myself. <laughs> I need to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> but I was with my family this weekend walking around with the book, like outward. <laughs> like <laughs> You got your That's why she brought it up. She said, I'm going to see my family. I'm going to take this book with me. (laughs) (gasps) Did anybody ask you any questions about it, sister? No, but my grandfather did pick it up. He was like, huh. (laughs) 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 Go ahead and get you one. (laughs) Well, I think that's the perfect closing words. Go ahead and get you one or two. Make sure you get all the copies of Nedra Tawab's books. We're going to make sure we have everything linked in the description box. We feel extra privileged that you came on on a day where you... uh, Today is the day that you found out. It was two times, right? Is it today? It's not today, but I can, I can say it's today if that's what you want no, to say. No, we're not going to lie now. No, that is really. We just saw our email I'll saying be surprised that it was. Again. I was like, oh, yeah, oh. That was, it was today. <laughs> oh, so you also have a future in acting. <laughs> I see. No, but thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you. Yes. I wanted to personally thank you for your work. Uh, and just for your honesty, for your heart, for your humanity, yeah. I acknowledge all of that. And I, I hope that you know how much uh, impact you're having on us. And thank you. We are proud yeah. of you. We're behind you 100 percent. Thank you for coming to kick it with us. Yes. Thank you, Nedra. We'll have all of Nedra's links in the description box so you can go get your own copies. You can find her on the social media and and everything else in between. And is there anything that you want to leave the people with? No, I think we cover everything. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yo, if you thought the McCrispy was bussing, hold up. 
Bacon and Ranch have entered the chat. Say hello to the Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Ba da ba ba ba. I participate in McDonald's limited time only. What does it mean to be black and unlimited? It means being exactly who you are, to be unlimited in your potential, to be unlimited in your creativity, to be unlimited in your imagination, to be unlimited in your vision. Throughout the year, join Walmart in amplifying the voices of black brands and creators, giving them a stage to spotlight their unlimited brilliance. Walmart is committed to supporting black brands and creators today and every day. That's black and unlimited. Visit walmart.com slash black and unlimited to learn more. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Honestly? Truly. Breaking news. We are doing an honesty box this week. Y'all ready? Yes. All right. Sister, would you like to give our listener um a pseudonym and you can go with with you can just go with a, a non-binary pronoun. Okay. Um Let's do an uh, an androgynous name. Let's let's do like Terry or Charlie. Okay. Let's do Charlie. Okay, Charlie Chaplin says. Yes. Hello, my podcast big sister, Chef Jade and Dr. Kia. Hi. Shout out to y'all. <coughs> Excuse me. Hello. <laughs> Shout out to y'all for helping us maneuver the ghettos of adulting one ghetto day at a time. One ghetto day. Because it was heavy on my mind, by the time this is read, I probably would have had this discussion with the management team. Well, we'll let let us see. But I think advice on advancement in a career and how to approach management if those expectations are not met would be useful on getting grown. So some backstory. About a week ago, we met as an office and management took the time to announce promotions of a few people in the office. The promotion was for the next level up from where I am currently. As names were called, I felt disappointed and discouraged that I was not one of them. I am approaching two years with my current job and overall seven years working in the field professionally. Initially, when I came on, I accepted an entry-level position in hopes to be placed in the position that reflected my experience. So far, I've had two end-of-year reviews, and the most recent one mentioned being on track for a promotion in the position that was just announced. So to not get promoted was sort of a shock to me. Have either of you ever been passed up for a promotion? And how did you approach management with a discussion on your disappointment and expectations on career advancement? I want to be able to have a discussion to ensure my career goals are being met so I don't feel further complacent in my current position. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, Charlie Chaplin. Okay, Charlie. So I don't think that I have spoken to management in the context of a promotion Mm -hmm. so to speak like I don't know that you know there was a promotion and somebody else got it and I didn't Um, but I have spoken to um, um, I have spoken to a supervisor or someone who was um, 
um, uh, in a management capacity over me around um, an unmet expectation as it related to my uh, development um, and I guess their teaching or management style. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I will say that I know that is not good to do if I recall conversations that I've had with mentors about uh, this sort of thing is you don't want to lead with like comparing yourself against another person, so to speak. Mm. Uh, it's in your best interest to have like demonstrated evidence as to why you feel you would qualify for a position at the next level. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, so don't go in there making it about, oh, this person. I do better than this person. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. There ought to be uh, a job description for the position for which you are seeking, uh, the position that you are seeking. And, um, you know, if there's a conversation to be had, I, I would go in on the basis of, based on my performance, Mm -hmm. and have some demonstrated evidence or of what that performance is based on my performance. I feel like my position um, or I qualify or my qualifications align with the qualifications for a position at this level um, uh -huh. and, and be able to provide examples of, um, you know, if there's particular sort of uh, traits, characteristics, qualifications that, that the next job or the next level job has, be able to have hard evidence of your demonstrated capacity in those areas. Mm -hmm. um, um, and, and, and go in with that evidence and a clear ask. If you are asking about um, like, do you just want to understand why are you looking mm -hmm. for feedback? I would like to know what about my, like if this is an actual position that you that you applied for and did not receive, it's more than fair for you to go and ask for feedback as to why your application was not considered or why you were not considered um, based mm -hmm. on the following things. Um, or if you haven't asked as to like, you know, I would like to be promoted or I would like to know the next steps for applying mm -hmm. or, you know, have a have a specific ask. And then have all of your CVS receipts at the ready mm -hmm. is what yep. is what I would say. Um, mm -hmm. um, but but and I'll sort of end by saying this may also be an opportunity um, for you to zoom out a little bit and consider even before having a conversation with mm -hmm. management whether sort of this particular trajectory mm -hmm. um, of promotion um, aligns with sort of an end goal that you might have. Mm. Um, Cause sometimes we think that the next position above us, like, you know, I guess I'm, let me think of it about this, how I want to say this. Like if your ultimate goal at the, um, like you came in entry level and your mm -hmm. let's say your ultimate goal is to be a VP or a director, right? Mm -hmm. Um and and the next the next position above you is a manager. Uh you don't have to take the steps 
as outlined to get to where you want to go. So I'm saying that it may be an opportunity for you to zoom out a little bit and think about, okay, if this is not the path that I take to where I want to be, what other possibilities or pathways might there be to where I want to go? And then you can be strategic if there are other opportunities. So maybe it's not a management position. Maybe it's that you need to, you know, apply for a more lateral position in a different department. If there is another means by which you might get to the real job that you're seeking, mm-hmm. um, you know, hierarchies function in different organizations in very different ways. And so, um, you know, in addition to sort of having your ducks in a row around your particular attributes and experiences mm-hmm. and areas of expertise, uh, also make sure that you've done due diligence to understand uh, your organization um, mm-hmm. and, you know, the trajectories of the people who have the job that you're seeking and sort of see where there may be opportunities for you to strategically align yourself in other ways. That's what I would say. That sounds like a good idea to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you gave some really sound advice actually, Um, which it's much better than telling somebody, Hey, okay, go look for another job, especially while we're in a hiring freeze. That's yeah, not yeah, useful yeah. or beneficial. Um, so I hope that check your that emotions. Steps- this is and I understand. It's okay to have emotion. It's okay to have mm-hmm. feelings. It's okay to be disappointed. But again, mm-hmm. what we talk about all the time, it's about managing your emotions and being in a position to respond versus react. Yeah. Very important. Absolutely. Very important. Absolutely. So I hope I hope all of those those tools and those tips are helpful. And I really hope that you um, find yourself in a place where it's somewhere that you want to be, that you feel like you're being valued, your skill set and all of that is being utilized in the way that you that you envisioned it to be. So so I I hope that for you. I really do. And I hope those words were helpful. Charlie Chaplin. You all yes. can cons- continue to send your honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. And we're going to move on to this, to this black person self care. You know, I deserve Hello, it is time for the black person self care. And my self-care this week was I've done something similar, Kia and I've done something similar, but let me just tell you something. It's something different about linking up with a batch of black women, especially a batch of black women that you love and you adore individually and collectively. And I had an impromptu hang with some sisters this week, um, Santana, Mary, uh, Robin, a.k.a. DJ Reborn, Chanel. And we just drank some wine and took some pictures because Santana and I needed to take some pictures for for the culture. So we just said, you know what? Let's all gather together on this evening. We ordered a bunch of different food from different places, went and grabbed a bottle of wine, and it was just really, really healing. Um, The next day, everybody woke up and was like, yo, I didn't realize how much my spirit really needed that. Um, and I just find it really magical when a group of black women gets together and it renewed everybody's spirit collectively and individually. So that's my self-care this week. I, I was rejuvenated by the spirit of black women. I love that. 
And yes, I mean, I'm inspired yeah. to have myself or find myself some sister time. Oh, yes. It is um, time for us to have some sister. Yeah. Yes. It is it's high time. time. It is high time we come together to deal with this. I agree. You have a self-care mm-hmm. this week. What did you do? What did you do to take care of yourself? Um, I would like to uh, sort of venture back into um, what we talked about a little bit earlier in the show around mm-hmm. me. And I'd I be really honest and, and sort of say that uh, and transparent about my nervousness um, mm-hmm. about this uh, eight-week challenge that I'm going to endeavor upon. Yes. Um, as the as the person as the person who was put on her first diet in like the seventh grade or fourth mm-hmm. grade or something unreasonable mm-hmm. like that, um, and I've spoken before on the show about um, my journey of coming, uh, sort of uh, maintaining a healthy relationship with food, maintaining mm-hmm. a healthy relationship with my body and exercise, and really trying to approach. Um, that lifestyle in a in a routinized and consistent way, and mm-hmm. I am a serial uh, try something, fall off a little bit, try something else, fall off a little bit. That's been my mm-hmm. pattern, and so I've been hesitant about even sort of saying out loud that I was going to try to do this because, mm-hmm. you know, I get I do well. Until I I don't do well. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. and, no, that's fair. Um, but but I'm learning how to develop the practice. Uh, you know, even sort of going back to the conversation that we had with with Nedra, um, mm-hmm. sort of like embracing the fact that when you practice something, you don't get it perfect every time. No, not even um, when you're really good at it. Even when you're really good at it, sometimes you mm-hmm. have a you have days where you fall off or things come up, situations and circumstances shift and your plans yep. change. And even when you intend and plan and work really hard to do um, something and be disciplined, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you have to adjust and adapt and that's OK. Um, and so I tend to sort of quit. Like, you know, I'll mm-hmm. get seven weeks into an eight week program. And if I mess up on the seventh week, it's like, dang. And mm-hmm. I'll just stop as opposed to uh, keep keeping going. Kind of picking um, back up. But mm-hmm. I am going to try to. And I don't know because, you know, things are crazy. Work travel is crazy. I don't know how I'm going to keep all this up. But mm-hmm. I'm going to commit to be diligent to um, work through all the shifts and changes in my life and really try to integrate some of these healthier practices into um, where I am right now um, and and really sort of develop the muscle of eating well and exercising Mm -hmm. and feeling good about my body in whatever shape or form that Mm -hmm. is in. So um, this is not about chasing a particular size. It's not about chasing a particular weight. I went to the doctor today and uh, when they weighed me, I stepped on the scale backwards. Um, <laughs> Sister. <laughs> but I listen, did. whatever you need to do. I didn't want to wanna do, see it. I didn't want to see it. Fair. I felt like it would. I knew that it would send me into like that mental spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think the girl saw me tensing up as I was walking toward the scale. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you don't have to see it. 
And I was like, you're right. And I would really prefer if it's okay. And she was like, yeah, turn around. You can step on the scale backwards. I will Mm -hmm. record it and report it back to the doctor. But it's not something... Because I I tend to get hung up there. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I am not going to do that. I'm going to... This is about feeling good in my body, feeling good about myself, Mm -hmm. feeling Mm -hmm. good about my progress. That's fair. Monitoring my progress in a particular Mm -hmm. way not attaching it to uh, clothes or anything or, or even, mm-hmm. you know, pictures or photographs. I'm going to try to just do this. That's a hard one. Do this. Yeah. That's a hard one. When we to go back and look at old folk and be like, damn, I was that. No, that's yeah. not helpful because you was yeah. and you ain't no more. So, yeah. And I mean, and like, you right. know, times are different. Life is different. Mm hmm. I am different. And so to compare myself to a prior version of myself is not fair. When I was in college, I got to get busy on some Whataburger and some Frenchie's chicken. That was one of the greatest times ever. And now I cannot do that. Well, I might have a Frenchie's (laughs) chicken or a Whataburger one time. Sure. Yes. Um, And like many years, of course. But I can't I can't have that now, you know. In my, I used to go in my, I used to frequent the the Kennedys and the Crowns. Can't do that no Mm -hmm. more. Okay. You can no longer enjoy that horrible red fried chicken. And so, (laughs) (laughs) and so, you know, it just is what it is. And, you know, we, we just, we, we celebrate where we are when we're at it. And so I, I love that you're doing whatever you need to do to keep yourself motivated when the time comes. And I support you in such. Thank you, sister. That means stepping on the scale backwards, then you I'm do Stepping that. on the scale backwards. But now let's get negative. Let's head on over to these petty peeves. All right, let's do it. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. honey. My petty peeve, super petty um, and very quick this week. Um, Mm -hmm. As I was scrolling through for trash and looking for things, I realized um, that the internet is starting to make these threads of these AI versions of celebrities, but as babies. And I really want y'all to stop doing that. It's creepy. I hate the way that it looks. Yeah, like they had like Queen Latifah as a baby. They had like 50 Cent as a baby. Um, And it just looks crazy. And I also hate AI. Um, (laughs) It makes me me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. The hands ain't never right. XD said the clavicle either. I need to start to pay attention to that. And I just, I don't know, like turning myself into this thing is just weird. I just can't do it. That's just my own shit. Like if you all are cool with it, then, you know, no judges. But these celebrity threads of these uh, AI versions of celebrity babies, it's so fucking creepy and weird. And I want you to stop doing it. I hate looking at it. And I recognize that that is me. Pretty scary. That's my eye burning. What you got? What's your petty peeve this week? My petty peeve is very brief and to the point. I am annoyed when people misspell my name in emails when my email address is my name. Yeah. I mean, it's right there. And so... 
Yeah. It's happened to me with one particular colleague. And it's just like, at this point, it's weird. Is it the one? No. Um, (laughs) At this point, you are willfully, purposefully, and intentionally typing my name incorrectly every time. And I'm going to find a way. I haven't yet found the way, but I'm going to found the, find the way to address it. And I'll um, keep you guys posted. If the person's name is Ashley, I just put a L-E-I-G-H on there. And <laughs> be like, you see this right here? You see this? This is not how your name is spelled. The same way the way you type in mine is not. And I don't know if it's autocorrect or not, but, but, but don't be lazy. Go back and like- fix it. Like, leave me alone. Your computer will start to recognize it if you motherfucking type it correctly. Period. Which you should use at the end of a sentence. I, yeah, I don't like that. It seems passive aggressive and and microaggressive, and I don't like that. Just tell them. Be like, you know, you consistently spell my name wrong, but my name is in my email. It's right there. I would appreciate it. I understand that it may not be the most common name in the world. I may be the very first Takiya you've ever met in your life. And you know what? That's your business. But from here on out, I need you to spell my name correctly in emails, especially when it's written out in the email. That's all I'm saying. That's all. I I hope that you are able to have a productive conversation with this person. Yes. Yes. We'll get to the bottom of it. I will report back. This is not something that I, someone that I work with directly on a daily basis. I used to, um, but we had to reconnect for, um, you know, one reason or another. And just in the last couple of correspondences. Mm-hmm. Are they black? He, no. Oh, T- snitch. Why? He puts the E. He puts the E in front of the K. T-Y-E-K-I-A. It's like... Which, listen, we've discussed this on the show before. Y'all be doing the same thing. And it's 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 written out in so many places that it don't have to be that. Don't. <laughs> it don't have don't. to be that. So let's all do better. You know what I'm saying? And, and put some respect on, on everybody's names and make a concerted effort. To spell it and say it correctly. It's not that difficult of a task. I don't think so. It's just I don't not. Think so. I was never a big key and pill person. I, I think I just didn't get into the show. But mm-hmm. I did see a clip where um, they had a skit where uh, Key, yeah, Michael Key, he um, was playing a, a new teacher like a hood mm-hmm. teacher, but at a new white school. So he was mm-hmm. mispronouncing all the names. And so it was like, D-Nice! D- is D-Nice here? And of course it was Denise. And he D-Nice. was like, hey, hey, Ron! Hey, hey, Ron! Hey, hey, Ron. <laughs> he was like, why you didn't answer me? He was like, because it's pronounced Aaron. <laughs> so <laughs> that was actually a very funny clip. Oh, yes. But it's giving that just in the opposite direction. It doesn't, it's just not that hard, actually. It's not that hard. White people make it so difficult when they, they act like if they ain't never seen a name before, that it is just like hieroglyphics, nigga. Like it's so And I stupid know you know me. it. I know you know it because when we worked together, you spelled it right. And I don't think that in the few months, 
You know what I'm saying? Like you used to spell it right, but all of a sudden you spell it wrong. So it's like, what's happening? Are you okay? It's like, are you having a peace peace situation? And I eat like I don't understand. You confused about which way it goes. Like, what's happening? I need to understand like what what happened. But I mean, I don't know. Ask him flat out. Ask him. I will. Why you stay step spelling my name wrong? that's how i used to talk to my co-workers why do you do this <laughs> maybe that's why i don't have none no more but <laughs> why do you do that why do you do this it's not productive <laughs> kia knows she's seen me in a meeting <laughs> she has seen me in a meeting it, it is yes. no different than what you all get it's very no different it's very no face value whatsoever <laughs> No difference whatsoever. I try to live my life that way. But that is another <laughs> episode of Getting Grown. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank yes. you to Nedra Tawab yes. for coming through and and just, you know, spitting gems and and also like making me sit up straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I appreciate I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the a certain <laughs> sort of presence that she commands. yeah you know sometimes you it. get you you be in the presence Some people of certain just make people you and be like oh i got yeah. to let me sit up a little straighter let and, me tighten up like, a little bit let me get myself yeah, just, together just, just okay submit. tighten up and not you trick daddy <laughs> fuck you still but anyway oh, not you guys thank you guys all for <laughs> joining us and <laughs> sit through another episode of this just take them out tell them what to do yeah, man, make sure that you are doing your very best to keep your mind moisturized by attending to the business that is yours and yours alone. You also want to make sure that you are keeping your insides moisturized, especially as these seasons change. We're going to have huh, to really. Uh, yes, we have to step up our game as it relates to hydration. OK, mm. hydrate mm. your body mm. from the inside out. Uh, you hydrate your insides and then you hydrate your outsides and you moisturize your skin. Tell them why you got to do that, sis. I forgot to announce something. Uh, I'm oh. having a dopest dinner party with Santana April 22nd in Amsterdam. So if you're Europe side, make sure you check it out. Links in the description box. If you don't, your black will crack if it's dry. So long. Right. Farewell. <laughs> Man. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts.